Hello everyone, I'm Andrew Reed, Juris Doctor, Small Business Development, IT and Marketing Guru from sunny Victoria, BC. Follow me for new podcasts on beginner investing in business as I survive, grow and prosper in a post-COVID Canada. Disclaimer, my podcast and YouTube content offer very generalized information that has been beneficial to me. Always do your homework and due diligence and make sure that any moves you make are in your own best interest. Nothing in my content is any kind of advice and continuing to listen constitutes acceptance of this disclaimer in its entirety. Hello everyone, November marks the first anniversary of my uh, investing in Canada journey. And so today I have compiled some of the biggest mistakes, biggest victories, and current unknowns um, that I've accumulated in the first year. So uh, here we go. My very first podcast, or, or one of the very first podcasts, was on how Canada was a ripe environment for Bitcoin mining. Um, so even at that point, I knew that Canada had such a great potential and we already had some really big players. I did not foresee the complete collapse of Bitcoin mining in China. So although there, uh, the mass exodus led to Texas and the United States and other places in Asia, it really left a lot of room for Canadian companies, existing Canadian companies and, and newcomers to grow. And so one of my uh, biggest wins of uh, my first year of investing was uh, Hut 8 Mining, which on the Toronto Stock Exchange is TSXHUT. So on that beautiful stock and beautiful company, I have taken profit three times. Um, they just endlessly don't disappoint. One of my next uh, decent victories was on Bitcoin and uh, and most recently Solana, which is an altcoin. So with Bitcoin, uh, like with most good investments, I managed to buy in when it was still fairly low. And uh, right now it's at all-time highs. And so I'm actually just holding that. So that is an unrealized gain because I think Bitcoin's just going to continue to go up even if it dips down continuously. So I'm just, I can't give it up. I think it's, um, you know, at least going to triple in value probably a lot more than that because it's, it's a scarce resource. There's no additional Bitcoin that can be made. You can't print it like you can with the Canadian $5 bill. Um, or like the U.S. dollar, you can't you can't create uh, any more Bitcoin. There's a limited amount, uh, so something like that has the potential to replace gold. But even better, everyone has the chance, at least if they get in sometime soon, to um, to purchase a reasonable amount of Bitcoin and prosper that way. So I've I've seen it um, continuous continuously take off and it's been around for more than a decade now right it's around 13 14 years it's 
it doesn't really make sense to really treat it as, you know, the potential of going to zero because there's too many big players in it. So at any rate, I consider Bitcoin a win. I did just take profits recently on Solana and those were up to nearly uh, 20%. And I know that there's much bigger, you know, and much riskier potential out there in the altcoin market. I don't play around. I, uh, I don't like taking those kind of risks. So I, I play it safe and I make my crypto investments through Wellsimple, which is a registered bank. So that's uh, it makes a big difference to me and it's worth paying their, their higher fees, at least for right now. It's going to take some time for the, um, for the crypto brokers to really prove themselves. Until then, I'm doing my crypto investing through a bank. So Bitcoin and Solana and uh, another, another two wins. So REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust. I bought into this since I've only been investing for a year, um, you know, at various points throughout uh, the summer post-COVID when they were fairly low, although in the process of recovery. And not only have they, um, every last one of them, pretty much grown in value since, um, since I bought some, and I have I have quite a few, and I have quite a f uh, decent amount of my portfolio in REITs. But not only that, they've also paid out dividends every single month, um, usually between four and and eight percent yield uh, on those REITs. So I have uh, I am not disappointed in those at all. I definitely consider them another win. So uh, another. Um, in this case, an ETF that I've won um, in, or at least it's uh, it's gained. I'm still holding on to it. It's one of those long-term investments. There's no real reason for me to to sell it at this point, even though I anticipate at some point uh, next year, probably mid-year, it's going to take a, a significant dip. But I'm talking about the S&P 500, um, in particular, the Vanguard ETF for it. It's um, It's steadily grown. And I've only had it for a short time, but I would like to thank Tamar Aziz, uh, my friend over in, in Ontario, for uh, for the recommendation there, and and that has done well. And also another ETF, and this one I've had since nearly the beginning, is on the Toronto Stock Exchange. It is ZDV, so uh, Z Delta variant. I don't know about that, but it is uh, from the Bank of Montreal. It is an ETF that combines uh, some of the best financial and energy stocks, uh, such as TD Bank, for example. Um, and all of them have uh, relatively high dividends, so it's been paying around 4% or so. And it has been growing steadily over time, and it is, um, it is up at least 13%. Uh, so I, I've actually sold some of them off for, for profit and kept the, the bulk of them. It's just been a, a great ETF, so no, no disappointments there either. So those were my wins, which I'm so grateful for. But let's talk about some of the losses that um, I've been dealing with. And the biggest one that sticks out for me is TSX, Toronto Stock Exchange, Vegan, V-E-G-N. So this is a little company called Plant & Co. based in Vancouver. They make a delicious cereal called Holy Crap Cereal. And uh, the one with blueberries is amazing. They've been expanding, selling it, 
Um, but this company had some issues and this was one of my first stocks and I got it on a stock tip without doing my own research on their financials. And they're just not really a profitable company. And so, but I mean, they keep, they keep going. They're not, you know, it's, I don't think they're in danger of collapse, but they're also not going to experience any kind of major scaling or growth anytime soon, unless something big happens. And another thing, their board of directors or their, their corporate board has decided to uh, split. They own some cannabis stocks, which I wasn't even aware of at the time of purchase. So they had a cannabis company and they've actually split this off or in the process of, and um, they'll be giving one share of this new cannabis stock for every uh, nine shares you hold. So um, at 1500 shares or wherever I am, um, I'm sitting about 50% down. So I could, in essence, liquidate it, take my my losses, you know, cut my losses. But um, I'm just going to hold out, see what these these cannabis shares do, and see if there's any chance that it comes back. I'm not really worried about that amount of money, really. I mean, it it hits, it stings a little bit to, you know, to have a loss on on one of your first investment choices. But I consider it the price of learning, and I still think there may be a potential if they get their act together, if if COVID restrictions stop affecting the economy. Um, and then people start getting healthier again and actually start focusing on health rather than, you know, other things they can do to prevent disease, like things other than health. So if they actually focus on taking care of their own health, then I could see a, a resurgence in, in organic and, and plant food markets, um, which we were in a trend on before, before the COVID pandemic restrictions. Um, so I could see that trend coming back. And if so, then there was a point where, where that stock was at around a dollar a share. It's a small cap stock. And um, so even though now it's down to 19 cents a share, I could see it coming back up at some point. I wouldn't bank on it. I certainly wouldn't recommend it. But I think there's enough of a chance for me to, to be patient and, and hold it, right? Some, some good things are worth the wait. Okay, next up on the bad investment list is... Um, little data analytical company that I got a stock tip on and it was one of my first investments too. And so in this one, um, this stock shot up. And so I sold it without having any kind of principle or, or strategy. And then it continued to, to shoot up. I, it went from $4 to, to $8 when I sold it. And then it went all the way up to $16 and, and stayed in, in the plus 10 range. Um, so I, I definitely consider that a loss as well. And another uh, loss that I have, or at least a mistake that I wish I hadn't avoided, is to only use TD Bank for investing. So I still had a, have an um, RRSP with TD Bank. And it's fine because that's just basically buy it, let it sit and hold. And eventually the $10 commission fee, the $9.99 commission fee, it, um, it goes away with gains. But... For somebody that's a fairly active trader who loves to just continuously rebalance and, and nitpick and, and make new uh, smaller investments and, and things like that, um, Wealth Simple has been great. So I have my TFSA in my Wealth Simple uh, bank account. Um, so that's a Wealth Simple trading account, is the actual name of it. And it lets me just buy and sell with no commission. Um, which has just been fantastic for, for me. Now, I'm not saying I'm a, a day trader by any means, and it definitely wouldn't um, even be the right platform for that. Uh, maybe it could be if you had separate 
you know, analytics and charts and, and things like that. But it's, um, it's not really meant for the professional day trader. I, I'm sure there's better options out there, but it is, um, it is great for swing trading, uh, because you can do limit buys and, and things like that and limit, uh, stop limit sells. So anyways, well, simple has been, been very good. And I eventually did switch to that. And so I have one account in TD, which is sits and stays. And then my, um, my well simple so that's uh that's a mistake as well and then this one is not quite the biggest loser uh but we have my my telus investment which has just basically stayed flat for the for the entire last year it's gone up a little bit but um as i was still learning i was using td and so i was um increasing my position and paying ten dollars at a time and so it definitely hasn't gone up enough to to compensate for for those commission fees at least the small amount that I've, that I've have. Um, and then finally I have a B2 gold on the Toronto stock exchange. So this is, um, a series of gold mines and gold has just been in the tank and it remains, you know, in the tank as in it's just lost some value and never went back up. And so when gold is down, the gold mining stocks are down and that, that one has just stayed down. Now it does pay quarterly dividends, so there is a bit of a, a hedge there, and it's not a not a bad yield rate either. I think it's at least four or five percent. But either way, uh, those would be um, my losses for my first year, or my mistakes for my for my first year of investing. So now we have the unknowns, as I call them. So these are maybe uh, most likely recent investments or. Um, things that I think have potential, but haven't taken off yet, but I still uh, dearly believe in them. And then one um, one other unknown, just because I haven't seen what it looks like yet. Um, so we'll talk about this one first. This is TSX, Toronto Stock Exchange, Huddle, H-U-T-L. And this is a uh, the Harvest Equal Weight Global Utilities Income ETF. So it's basically... 30 global utility companies. Um, we're talking your your hardcore basics, utilities, telecom, oil, gas storage. These are pretty consistent and, um, and they're worldwide. So they're going to continue to be a vital part of every economy. Um, and they're probably not necessarily going to grow too much either, although they, they could, right, um, as population grows. So there is an opportunity. But... Um, these all come with a monthly distribution and to enhance that monthly distribution, there's an active covered call strategy. Um, I won't go into all that, but just know that it takes a regular dividend and they're, they're selling options on them and they're increasing that dividend. And being that it's on the Toronto Stock Exchange, which means um, I don't have to worry as much about uh, potential tax consequences as long as it's in a registered RSP account, which it is. Um, the yield is 7.34% on TSX Huddle. And so I've actually made this one of the uh, core ETFs of my RRSP. Um, but I just uh, made that position last month. I have a feeling it's going to be a nice solid core so that no matter what happens with the stock markets, whether they're tremendously fluctuating. Um, I feel like this is going to be a solid core that continues to pay uh, a solid yield so that it's it's making me money and it's it's hedging um, big ups and downs in the market itself.
Next up in the unknowns, we have uh, my big metaverse and um, and just technology, you know, high tech, innovative technology stocks, which um, tend to have a lot of fluctuations as well as a lot of opportunity for for growth. Um, so, in terms of crypto, I have a, a little little piece of crypto called Mana, M A N A which is also known as Decentraland. But this is a, a core crypto for creating the metaverse, which I do wholeheartedly believe, uh, wholeheartedly believe is the way that, um, way that we're going in the future. And this is just going to be a more immersive internet. So something that becomes a little bit more three-dimensional rather than on a two-dimensional screen. So how exactly we get there? Well, these are the companies that are going to bring us to this point. Um, and MANA is one of the crypt cryptocurrencies that will get us there as well. So in order to, um, to hit this new metaverse verse, uh, sector, I've got an ETF called uh, Tech on the Toronto Stock Exchange, T-E-C-H. So this is Evolve's FANGMA index ETF. Uh, it's hedged to Canadian currency. So this is the uh, big six tech stocks. And um, so we're talking Facebook, Microsoft. Um, so th these are the, the particular ones that are, are going to be um, in play as, as the metaverse comes along. And I did want some exposure to, to Facebook especially, but also Google, because that is one uh, giant that's never going to stop growing, you know, Alphabet and, and Google. Um, also in this group is Amazon, Apple, and Netflix. So Netflix is starting to get into games, which is why I was uh, interested in having that one in, in my ETF. And so I'm glad that this uh, Canadian ETF has those in there. And then Microsoft is also getting into the, to the metaverse. They're into everything. They had a successful launch of Windows 11. Could be their best operating system ever if they just work out a few little bugs. Are you listening, Microsoft? There's a few little bugs still. You need to clean that up. Um, but anyways, that's um, that's an ETF that I've just recently bought into. and But I put myself in a pretty strong position for it. And it's already gone up um, 1.26 percentage, which is, which is expected. I think even in a relatively short term, one, two, three years, um, we're going to see significant growth in tech and then i also think within 10 20 years we're going to see phenomenal growth in in this particular sector do you have any instagrams you would like to share with us before you go now i am so glad that you asked i have at canada stock market at canada stock market this is sharing my Canadian investment journey in real time. I have at Baby Dragon Fitness. At Baby Dragon Fitness. This is my Shopify e commerce store. And I also have at Baby Dragon Canada. At Baby Dragon Canada. This is my certified digital marketing company located in Victoria, BC. I am a certified digital marketing expert located in Victoria, BC.
and I'm working with a fantastic graphic designer from Victoria, BC as well. Learn more at babydragoncanada.com or find us on Instagram at babydragoncanada.com.